Say amen. amen. You've been standing for a while. Please be seated. Mark chapter 2, verse number 16 reads, And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with the publicans, the tax collectors, the publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, the Bible says, when Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, last week we learned about David. All this month we're going to be dealing with this subject, a lifetime of self-improvement, a series dealing on repentance. And today I want to speak to you about why repentance matters. Why does it matter? Why does repentance actually matter? Last week, we spoke about David, and we understood and heard about his transgression and how the Bible says that David said he had sinned unto the Lord. And we know that sin not only affects you, but it affects all those around you. It affects those that are around you in one way or another, whether it be in the short term or in the long term, there is an effect. And so we seen that effect in David's life. And we learned that David had committed a sin. He committed multiple sins. And the learning or the lesson that we took away from last week was that sin is missing the mark. That's what sin is. It is missing the mark. But what mark are we missing? We are missing God's mark. That's what mark we are missing, God's mark. And we learn that in Romans chapter 3, verse number 23, the Bible says, for all have sinned or all have missed the mark. Somebody say that includes me. All have sinned. So all of us have missed the mark and it comes short of the glory of God. So therefore, that's why we have come to the conclusion that we all need mercy, that every one of us need mercy. That's why David have said, have mercy on me, O Lord. That was his opening words in Psalms chapter number, uh, Psalms chapter number 51, that mercy is needed because we all have missed the mark. Repentance is not when we cry. But repentance is when we obey. Repentance, as we learned last week, is a change of mind. I'm going to say that again. Repentance is a change of mind. When you come to an altar, whether it is an altar here at the church, it is an altar at your home, it is an altar anywhere that you have a meeting place with God. When you go to him and you begin to cry and weep because we need forgiveness. Don't get up from that altar without 
repenting. Because even though you ask him for forgiveness does not mean you have a spirit of repentance. Forgiveness and repentance are two different things. And too many people lump them together. When we ask for forgiveness, we are saying to ourselves that we have repented. That is not true. You can ask for forgiveness and get up and go right back to the same thing you want to come out of. But when you ask the Lord, give me a spirit of repentance, meaning change my mind change my mind I don't want to go back to the thing I'm asking you for forgiveness from because otherwise you will just walk down this road of guilt and condemnation to the point to where you stop asking for the forgiveness because you think there's no hope and that is a lie from the devil see that's where we must understand that's why I appreciate this series on repentance because we must understand the depth of what repentance is repentance is when you raise up and say I'm not going back to that way I'm not going back to that lifestyle and because it is a change of mind God had a change of mind in Genesis chapter number 6, let's start reading at verse number 5. For the Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Bible says in verse number 6, And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. God was not asking for forgiveness because he doesn't make mistakes. You see, there's a difference between forgiveness and a change of mind. God doesn't make mistakes. He wasn't asking for forgiveness. No, he was having a change of mind in what he had done. He said, it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah, somebody say, but Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's go to verse number 12. For the Bible says, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his ways upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come up before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Why is this so relevant? Because even as we fast forward to the New Testament, let's go to Matthew chapter number 24. We will understand that the disciples asked Jesus in Matthew 24, what shall a sign be for thy coming and the end of the world? For the Bible says in Matthew 24 verse number 37, but as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, we often speak about the terrible calamity, and we often speak of the ways of mankind on earth, not wanting to hear Noah, not wanting to listen to Noah, not wanting to even give time a day to what Noah was doing, how the men were evil continually. The men were just continuing on with their life with no fear of God. 
That's what we see in our day today. That's why he said, so shall it be, just like it was in the days of Noah. That's how it would be in the end time, where people seem like they have no reverence, no fear, no respect of the Lord. They just continue on with their life, continuing on in sin, continuing on doing whatever they're big enough to do without any consequences to follow. But my Bible says your sins will go before you or they will come after you. One day we will have to answer for the things that we have all said and did. And the scripture lets us know about this in Matthew chapter number 24 where it speaks continually of the things that were happening in that day will happen in this day. It will happen in the last days and rightfully so. But what we find in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 14, where the Bible says, um, where the Lord speaks to Noah and says, make thee an ark. Somebody say an ark. He told Noah to make thee an ark. Other words, he was saying, I want you to make a way of escape. I want you to give the people an opportunity to escape. See, it's no different than this day right now. Even though we're living in the last days, and the Bible says perilous times shall come. Those perilous times are now. And people are being ignorant of the fact that we are in the last days. And people are just doing whatever they want to do without any fear of the Lord. But God is still preparing a way of escape for people people that want to live right for people that do want to change their ways and change their mind and change the road that they're going down God has given somebody an opportunity of a way of escape that's why I'm thankful to the Lord that we have another opportunity today to make that way of escape I'm gonna say that one more time we have another opportunity today in order to have a way of escape. You don't have to continue down the same road that you're going down, but you came today for an opportunity for an escape. Amen. Because God is still providing a way of escape. As long as the church is still here, as long as the gospel is being preached, there's still a way of escape. There's still an opportunity. You don't have to choose like the other men and women and families of that day as Noah was building the ark where everyone ignored and thought it was ignorant of what he was doing. No doubt other people had their own boats, none as big as Noah's boat, but no doubt when the rain began to come, they probably got in their boat thinking the boat would do what it's intended to do, which is float. But in that day, just like in the last days, only one boat floated. Why? Because as I've been teaching and preaching, there's only one church and there's only one gospel. We must make sure that we're in the right boat. Don't get so high-minded. Don't get so caught up in all the theology of this world that where it causes you to be in the wrong boat at the wrong time. Because when the Lord says, I'm coming, we've got to be ready. I'm here to tell this church we cannot get ready, but we must be ready. Now is the time to have a change of mind. Come on, I'm calling somebody to a place of repentance. We can't sit here Sunday after Sunday, month after month, still going down the same roads that we've still been going down knowing that there needs to be a change in our life. There's too many people sitting in church pews still sobbing 
over the things that they know they needed to change. Mm-hmm. Still sobbing over things that they know they need to change. I'm telling you, your sobbing will not fix it, but a repentive spirit will fix it. Your crying will not fix it, but a repentive spirit will fix it. Your crying cannot change anything. But when you say, Lord, change my mind, change my heart, I want to lay down this, I want to put down that, I want to get out of that bed, I shouldn't be with that man, I shouldn't be with that woman, get out of that mess, change my mind, I want to lay down this, I want to put down that, fix my mouth, change my mind. It's when the mind changes when you go in a different direction. But you will continue down. You can keep on crying. You can keep on welling. You can keep on asking God for forgiveness. But if you continue down that road, you will not make it. You're not in a boat. You've got to have a change of mind. Can I talk to this church? See, I, 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 I received the Holy Ghost at the age of 21 years old. Now, some of you know my testimony and some of you know the surface level, but you don't really know the in-depth uh, version of my testimony. See, at the age of 21 years old, when I filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I was in college at that particular time in Texas, and, and I'm thankful to the Lord for what he did on that day. But see, what took place and what began to take place in my life was a lot of forgiveness and not repentance. What I found was, was that when I received the Holy Ghost at 21, I knew what to do, but I was struggling to do it. Uh-huh. I knew what to do, but I was struggling to do it. Now, we can speak all day about our surroundings. I can speak all day about atmosphere. I can speak all day about things that I was tempted, but at the end of the day, it was my choice. So I knew what to do. I just didn't choose to do it. And so here I am at 21 in college, and I'm excited about what the Lord has done for me because I know what he's done for me because I was raised in the church. So I knew that there was something that took place in my spirit, and I knew it was the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to tell somebody, this church, somebody listening, that you still need the Holy Ghost. You cannot go without the Holy Ghost. It takes the power of God inside of you in order to change your ways amen and so i knew i had the gift of the holy ghost i was baptized in his name but yet i was still making choices and decisions and i was asking god for forgiveness but yet i kept going back to those same things see some of you don't really understand the depth of my story but i was still making mistakes even after i received the gift of the holy ghost i was going places doing things that i know why am i doing this there's been a change in my life why am i making this choice i was still tempted in so many different areas and ways my eyes were open it was revealed to me there was guilt, there was condemnation, and I thank God for what I felt because before I didn't used to feel that way. Before I would go to the club, go to the party, do this, have this woman, and I would have nothing. Wake up tomorrow, hope to do the same thing. But now when those things happen, I say, God, change me. Get a hold of my heart, God. Why am I doing these things? And I knew there had to be a change. There had to be something that could take place in my life because there was no reason for me to go back to those ways. I was ashamed to tell anybody. I was ashamed to pick up the phone and call somebody because I didn't want to open myself up to people. I wish I could preach on that a while. Mm. I was ashamed. I didn't want to open myself up for people, you know, because they'll just tear you down. They'll tell you, what you doing that for? What you doing that? You, 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 you. 
My goodness, I called you for encouragement. <laughs> I know what I did. That's why I'm reaching out to you. I'm hoping you can help me, but no, you just... Man, can I stand up? Is it okay? My goodness. And mistakes were happening and taking place and see and my heart was in two different places because I still had a love for sports I still my heart was torn and but yet I uh, but yet I know God has done something in my life and see just to give you a little bit more in depth see see many of you know uh, my story a little bit about how I walked away from the game of basketball and chose the Lord but see leading up to that you don't know about see it was leading up to that moment because see I still went overseas Sydney, Australia. I still had an opportunity. I was with the Dallas Mavericks. But see, what you don't know is, is that I was making mistakes while I was doing those things. While I was traveling, while I was doing this and going there, I was making mistakes and God was getting a hold of my heart. He was working on this, but yet I would go to sleep before I would lay down at night, I say, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. I, I want to change. I want to do better. But something was pulling me back to what I know I shouldn't have been going back to. See, I didn't understand what repentance was at that time. I thought because I was asking for forgiveness, I wake up, I'm going to be different. Wait a minute. I received the Holy Ghost. I'm different. See, the power only works if you allow it to work. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and all that power is on the inside of you. But if you don't allow it to work, you'll go right back. And then see, that's where the enemy works on me. He was working on my mind saying, see, won't you just pursue what you want to pursue? Won't you just go after what you want to go after? You've got your whole life ahead of you. I wish I can talk to a real church in here. You got your whole, you, you a young man. Come on. You got your whole life ahead of you. You can give your life to God later. Those thoughts come to your mind. And no doubt, I entertain those thoughts. I begin to say, yeah, yeah, that does sound kind of good. I'll wait till I'm 40. That just sounds like a good number. I'll wait till I'm about 40. And then I'll give my life to the Lord. But something, but God kept tugging me, tugging me, tugging me. And I was pulled by the world, but God kept tugging me. He was working on my heart. And I remember, if I can just be, can I just be open and honest with this church? If I can talk to you a little bit, here I am playing a sport, and it's very competitive out there, and people are wanting to do this. They say, oh, come on, Eddie, come do this. Come on, Eddie, come do that. I'm out on a court. I'm cursing. I'm swearing. I'm doing all these things. Oh, but I've got God. But I'm cursing and swearing and doing all kind of things, knowing that I'm not supposed to do it. And then at night, I would just, it would just, eat me up on the inside it would eat me up knowing but I get up that next day and I get right back out there in that atmosphere and I do the exact same thing but at night I'm crying I'm crying at night saying God why is this happening and if you allow it a, a tormenting spirit will try to come upon you to where it will torment you so much where you just feel like throwing in a towel oh, I wish I can talk to a church today I'm trying to help you Ah, but I'm telling you, the Lord just began to work on me and work on me. And I begin to be in the, uh, the field, the game, the sport, the opportunity that I dreamed of. But as God is working on my heart and as he's pulling on me, now I'm 23 years old. See, it's been two years later. 
I received the Holy Ghost at 21. Now I'm 23 years old. It's been two years later, and I've still got this tug-of-war match. But I want to teach you a principle right here. The tug-of-war match was still going on. See, it's when you lose the tug-of-war match. That's when you find yourself in a place that you wish you were not in. See, some people just drop, drop loose of the rope. They just give up. They say, well, I'm tired of this tug-of-war back and forth, so I'm just going to let the devil win. No, 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 no. There was something on the inside of me. There has to be something on the inside of you that says, I'm not going to give up. I can't give up. I can't stop. Because I would remind myself that, God, you did not do that for me at the age of 21 for no reason. I didn't show up in that church for no reason. I walked down to that altar for a reason. When I threw up my hands and said, Lord, I want you in my life, you answered that prayer. So if I cannot give up on you, I couldn't give up on him. Why? Because he didn't give up on me. So that's why there was this tug of war. There was this tug of war. There was this crying. And one day at the age of 23, my prayer changed, Sister Whitney. I didn't cry that night. There were some tears coming down my face, but I wasn't weeping, asking God, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, because I'm asking for forgiveness for the same stuff I've been asking forgiveness for for the last two years. Two years I've been asking forgiveness for the exact same thing. But on this night, I said, Lord, there must be a change that happens in me. Something has to change. Something has to change. I said, God, what is it? What do I need to do? What is it, God? Change me, God. I don't want to do the same thing I've been doing for the last two years. There has to, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. My mind is going to go crazy if I keep thinking like this. But God, I know that you came into my life. I feel your power. I feel your conviction. I feel your love because I don't deserve to be where I am. But you have given me and shown me so much love. See, it was God's love that put me where he put me. It was his love. It was his compassion. He didn't have to still give me an opportunity. But see, the Lord put me in a position where I had to make a choice. It's either the world or me. And he knew exactly where to put me to where I would break down to make a choice. Because, see, the Lord knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows exactly what to do with you, where to put you, to where you got to make a choice. The amazing thing about God is, is that he's not going to make the choice for you. He's going to force you to make that choice. You have to make it. And once we make it, he says, I'm right here. <laughs> it was then where tears came down my eyes, but my prayer changed. It was then I asked the Lord, change me, God. Change me, Lord. See, my prayer was, forgive me, Lord. But then it, it changed to change me, Lord. 
change my mind, change my heart, change the way that I think, change my ways. Because if I don't get changed, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what direction I'm going to go in. It was on that night when God said, there, that's what I've been waiting on for the last two years. That's what I've been waiting on. You've been asking me for forgiveness and I've forgiven you, but you haven't changed yet. And see, that's where the spirit of repentance fell upon me. It was right there in that house at that moment. It was a spirit of repentance that overwhelmed me to where when I was praying, I said, God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I know I can't do this anymore. I've got to make a choice. Please help me. Please help me so that I can make a choice and still see that flesh still wants to pull at you. Uh-huh. Here you are repenting, asking God to change you, and that flesh says, well, I think you can still do both. We, let's negotiate this. Your flesh is a great negotiator. It's powerful. I, 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 you know, we, 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 we got this. You've overcome other things. You can overcome this. Oh, that's, and I, and I, well, well, Lord. I said, Lord, if I can do both, you see how that flesh likes to negotiate? If I can do both, that'd be great. I said, but Lord, if I can't, God, if I can't, I choose you. I choose you, Lord. I choose you because, God, I, I need to change. I can't keep going down this road. I've got to change. See, it was at 4 a.m. when I was praying that prayer. Because, see, when you're desperate, you can't sleep. When God is working on your mind, you cannot sleep. When God is working on your heart, you cannot sleep. I've been going too long. It's been too many years. And I didn't want to go another year in this same predicament. You can't sleep. And I said, Lord, change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. I said, Lord, if I can't, I choose you. It was that next morning. When Coach Don Nelson walked up to me, see, it was that morning when Coach Don Nelson walked up to me and offered me to go to Russia for a year. It was that morning where he said, hey, son, I want you to go to Russia. Here's the contract. I want you to go to Russia. Then you can come back and be with us. See, the Lord knew I was not going to Russia for one. <laughs> Ain't no way. They could have offered anywhere else in the world. Russia? Who wants to go to Russia? I don't care. Uh -huh. I, I might go there for a weekend and say, oh, this is nice. Get me back on that plane. I ain't staying there for no seven, eight months. You must be crazy. I ain't looking over my shoulder all the time, wondering what's going on, ducking and dodging. Got a, a jacket on top of a jacket on top of a jacket. Come on now. Must be crazy. But see, the Lord knew my heart. He knew what was going on. And as soon as they said that, I said, well, thank you very much, Don Nelson. But I'm making another choice in my life. I shook the man's hand. I walked out, took off my jersey, put on my regular street clothes, got hopped on an airplane, came right back to Indiana. My life has never been the same since. Because it was on that night when I changed from forgiveness to repentance. That's why I'm trying to tell somebody there is a difference.
difference between asking for forgiveness and having a spirit of repentance. If you're here today and you need God to change you, then I'm preaching to everybody from the front row to the back row because everybody here needs something in their life where God needs to change. Don't sit here today and act all sedity and high-minded. Don't sit here today and act like you don't need God to change you. But I'm preaching to somebody here today that needs God to change them, that needs the Lord to work on their mind, work on my heart. Change me, Lord. Change me. See, I had a fancy message here. Forget about it. Y'all might as well forget about it. I'm going to just keep rolling with the Holy Ghost, okay? I had all kind of PowerPoints and slides and all kind of cute stuff. (laughs) But can I just talk to you from my heart today? Can I tell you something just just from my heart? Because everyone here needs to understand that I struggle with things just like the normal person. Things bother me just like everybody else. Don't think because I stand up here and preach things don't bother me. I know I got a smile on my face. I know God has done great things for me. I know that. But things still bother me. The flesh still works on me. I still got to get up every morning and fight this flesh. I still got to get up every day and have a spirit of repentance. Because if the devil can try to take you and I out, oh, believe me, he will. He will try to pull on us and work on us to the point to where we don't even want to come to church. Mm -hmm. God, work on me. Work on my mind. Change me, oh God. I don't want to do the same things I'm still doing. I don't want to go down the same roads I'm still going down. Change me, God. Glory be to God. That's what repentance is. See, it is from that day. Are you still with me, church? It's from that day that has helped make me to who I am today. All right? Because God gave me revelation on that day. He showed me that I was praying the wrong prayers. He showed me that I was asking not enough. I'm explaining that. When we make mistakes, when I make a mistake, I must go to God for forgiveness. He's the first one that I must go to. If I offend my brother, if I offend you, Brother Brian, I go to God first. And ask for forgiveness. Then I go to my brother and ask him for forgiveness. Because the sin is against God. It's against God first. God, forgive me. Help me, Lord. And God, give me the words to say to my brother so that there may be an amends. Are you you hearing me? See, you can offend a brother or a sister and then you try to go to them and then it ends up getting worse. Oh, I've been there. It gets worse. You're like, well, and then you get mad. Well, I did my part. Mm -hmm. I did my part. They didn't want to accept it, Pastor. I did my part. Well, this sounds interesting. No, you didn't do your part. That's why you still messed up right now. Because you should have went to God first. When you go to him first, 
See, the Lord will already work on the other individual so that he will give you then wisdom as well on what to do, how to handle it. So we can bring unity back and there can be a peace. Instead of you walking out of there just shaking your head and you'll never look at that brother or sister the same. Amen. You, you won't look at them the same. No, but see, we must ask for forgiveness and then Lord, change me. Forgive me, Lord. Change me. Forgive me, Lord. Change me. You don't need to be, I, I said this last week, you don't need to be baptized three, four, five times. That's nowhere in scripture. That's nowhere in scripture. Once you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's it. It covers all sin. That's it. One time covers all sin. We must learn how to repent, have a change. Because I kept asking for two years for the Lord to forgive me, but I go right back to it. I kept going right back to it. And you know what was frustrating is that I didn't know how to stop. That's what was frustrating. I didn't know how to stop. I knew I should, but I wasn't. It would bother me so much. I didn't want to talk to a mother. I didn't want to talk to my father. I didn't want to talk to anybody that had anything to do with church. Because I would feel even more condemned. I sure didn't want to hear somebody quote a scripture. Oh boy, they're good at that. They'll text you a scripture in a hot minute. That's our flesh. I don't want to hear no scripture. Because I was condemning myself. I didn't know how to repent. I didn't know how to repent. I knew how to say I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. Yes, we are. And the Lord is faithful to forgive us. He's forgiven you. But that doesn't mean you changed. See, that's, that's the key. We think because we go to God and say, Lord, forgive me, he forgives us. That doesn't mean you've changed. change my mind. Help me to turn from my ways. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of going back and forth. I'm tired of all the struggle that's been going on. But God, I do thank you because you're working on my heart. Because there was a day I didn't care about changing. There was a day I didn't care about... There was a day in my life when I would just continue on doing the same thing with no conscience. But now I'm thankful that the Lord has given me a spirit of fear. He's given me a spirit of love. He's given me a spirit to want to change my life. God, change me. Let's stand to our feet right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. The question is asked. 
does it really matter? Does it matter? Yes, it matters. It matters if you want to change. You hear me? If you want to change, it matters. If we don't want to change, but if you want to change, it matters.